0: There is no health and no wealth without mental health. It is no secret that the majority of people in the workplace, or I should say active people, are struggling to maintain a healthy work-life balance. And with the ever-growing demands of our careers, it's easy to let our mental health fall beyond the wait side. Who can relate? Hello, bonjour, and salam alaikum, and welcome to Stand Up From The Crowd, the first live podcast dedicated to no BS leadership. So if you like us, tell your friends and colleagues to go over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and give us a five-star review because I think we are worth it. Don't you think so? I hope you think so. <laughs> Our Stand Up guest today, Verja Davinson, is the founder and CEO of Thrive's, Thrive, mental health, wellness, and empowerment. For over 10 years, she has been seeking to make a difference in people's lives through psychoeducation, strategy development, and counseling. And during our conversation, she's going to share her own journey toward mental health and how you can reach your goals, your career goals, while protecting and nurturing your own mental health. So please help me welcome Virgia. Hello, Virgia. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing really well. I'm so happy to be here.
0: Thank you for being with us today. And My you know, pleasure. we are going to talk about a topic that is whew, heavy. I want to say it. It is a topic that is heavy. And Virgia and I we were having a conversation before going live, and I was telling her, I hear so many people. Talking about mental health, which is important, we need to increase awareness around mental health. But on the other side, we hear so many different things that I feel it's overwhelming. And even today, I don't understand the meaning of mental health. So for those of you watching the live and the replay, let us know in the comments, what is your definition of mental health? What is your understanding of uh, this concept? So now, let's talk a little bit about you before we dive into mental health because i do admire honestly people who make the choice to dedicate their life and their career and their business to supporting others and to helping others getting better so on this kudos to you and congratulations uh, Virja, because i do believe and we're going to talk about it this is a challenge of everyday but Tell us a little bit about your why why did you decide to focus on mental health and i'm sure it didn't happen by accident
1: yeah definitely did not happen by accident but looking back i can say i struggled a lot with my own personal mental health And I didn't know that. I just thought this is just the way things are. I'm supposed to be nervous all the time. I'm supposed to Mm. be afraid of conversations. I'm supposed to have really bad days. Everybody goes through that. And it really took me just um, understanding myself and being around mentors that really like spoken to my life. I knew growing up, I always wanted to understand the why behind why people did things. And then why are some people able to thrive and succeed? And then why are some not able to do so? So of course, I went into the field of psychology just to learn and to understand myself. But then as I grew and I, and I just kind of soaked in all that knowledge, I realized, oh my gosh, I am struggling with my mental health, and that's when I realized that, okay, I want to teach people um, practical tools, especially in the workplace, that you can use every single day, and it doesn't have to be this foreign, huge concept, as you mentioned before. Mental health, it's kind of a buzzword, Mm -hmm. but what is it right? So uh, fast forward um, to many years later, I had many opportunities to counsel and be behind the scenes. But um, recently in COVID, a friend was like, Virgia, I need a mental health expert. Can you can you do this for me? And I'm like, oh, I'm not too sure about that. She's like, you do this every day. And I'm telling you, that really changed my perspective. And this is where Strive was really born. And I'm I'm just excited to help others.
0: That, that's a beautiful story. You said something that caught my attention. You said you went into psychology and this is when you understood that you were not okay with your mental health. So what was the aha moment or what was the, the thing, the information or the piece of event that happened that made you realize that, oh, hold on a minute, I'm not okay with my mental health?
1: Hmm. So I wish I can say there was like one specific moment but I would say just learning, building knowledge, you know, a lot of times we, we, if we, we don't know what we don't know. So Mm -hmm. as I learned about anxiety, as I learned about depression, how as I learned about the adverse effect in your childhood, how it impacts your ability to function every day. I'm like, Oh, this is what this is. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, I know all this information. What do I do? you know cuz there's one thing to just gain knowledge but then it's to apply the knowledge and this is when i actually sought my own mental health um, professional to help to support me
0: oh so you had like access to a mental health professional so who is a mental health professional and what does he or she help you to to achieve
1: That's a good question. There's so many of us that are on your team. So I'm trained as a licensed psychotherapist. Um, You have a a licensed social worker. You have psychologists. You also have your medical doctor. You have psychiatrists. All of us work together to help you to feel well. So in my case, I'm working at the individual and at the group level to teach practical skills where your medical doctor or your psychologist, those are the ones, or the the medical doctor and the psychiatrist, those are the ones that will prescribe medications, and then they will kind of assess on a medical level what's going on. And then you have the psychologists that are able to diagnose. They're able to say, okay, this is the information that I'm presented with, and this looks like this as a um, psychotherapist, I can say, okay, this is this, but I don't have that, that uh, professional training to, to diagnose. So this is just a quick uh, summary of, of each.
0: We say it takes a village to raise a child, but I do believe it takes also a village to ensure like you feel well and you, know, you take care of your mental health. That's what I'm thinking about when I hear you telling us, okay, this is how it works. Since you are dealing with people, mental health um, issue, how do you protect your own? That's something that I'm very curious to know, because as I said, I admire you and I admire all the people dedicate their career to supporting others, their health, mental health, you know, doctors, nurses and so on. So how do you do to like, protect your own mental health and make sure that you get, don't get lost in the job that you do?
1: That's a great question, because the job, it can be stressful. Um, I will have to say community community is your ally. You know, you see me, but behind me, there's so many other people that I'm able to bounce ideas off of. When I'm feeling stressed, I'm able to go to. And then also people that can speak into my life and tell me the truth. <laughs> you know, yeah. like today, like I wasn't feeling well early in the week and my my sister is like, okay, Virgia, I know you're go, 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 but how are you taking care of yourself? And I'm like, oh yeah, I do need that. So I will say that. And um, at this point, I will I think it will be helpful to define what mental health is, right? So, so that it's-
0: What it is, yes, tell us what it is. So yeah. we can all have a clear understanding and then I see uh, people commenting in the in the comment and we will bring your comment and questions uh, to the conversation. But let's define mental health once and for all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so mental health is your ability to be well. Okay. And what does that mean? Whenever life hands you challenges or stresses, you feel like you can cope with it and you're able to actually see what your abilities are and what your areas of growth are. And your perceptions of the world around you, it really matters because um, you can't really be in isolation. So when we think of mental health, we're talking about community. You're able to to be able to flourish. You're able to feel good. You know, your thoughts and your feelings are really at a positive state. So this is kind of a nutshell of what mental health is.
0: I feel it implies a lot of self-awareness, huh?
1: Yes. Yeah, I can
0: see that. I can see that. And so uh, let's welcome our audience to the show here today. Uh, We have our friend Robert who says, today feels like a celebration. That's good. We love the positive vibe over here. uh, We have uh, Rigo Pritzé. I hope I pronounced your name well, who is from um, South Africa. Hello. Yes, we have a beautiful uh, international community here. understand that from the podcast. We have Ahmed also joining us from Africa. And I know he's joining us from West Africa. And we have a question here, actually, from Robert, who is based in the U.S. When people are struggling, what do you find to be the most common causes?
1: Hmm... I feel like that goes back to the good old nature versus nurture conversation, right? Um, But when people are struggling, um, at times, if we take some time to reflect on what's going on, we can see that, okay, there are some triggers. And sometimes we are aware of what the triggers are and then we're like, ah, this is what it is. But I would say when people are struggling, the cause is sometimes not just being aware of what the resources are, what it is that you're struggling with. Um, I don't want to put kind of a blanket statement, but sometimes it just takes a level of awareness and, and analyzing what your patterns are. And then taking what you learned and then finding a plan. And that plan could be as simple as, you know what? I haven't slept. That's why my mood is out of whack. Or it could be a matter of, okay, you know, I've tried talking to friends about this specific issue. Maybe I need to talk to a professional about this.
0: How do you increase self-awareness then? Because self-awareness is at the heart of this. This is what I'm realizing as we are talking. So, like, how do I become aware of the things that are triggering me because i think it takes a good dose of being able to step back and to look at the picture but how do you take a step back when you are fully in and that you are not able to see
1: what's happening that's a good question and i would say there are two ways for some people self-awareness comes naturally because they're they have a more reflective personality so whenever they do something they're like ah how did I do on this? Was I was it easy for me? Was it not mm-hmm. easy for me? And then for others, look at what your emotions are saying. You know, sometimes we, we get ourselves into situations, and then we feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Where is that coming from? And then exploring that. And then if you're like, Virgia, honestly, I just kind of go about my business. I'm not the reflective type. Get someone that knows you very well. And someone that is not afraid to tell you the truth, because sometimes there's hidden windows that we might not see, and then they can help you. And if you're like, you know what, I don't have anyone like that, seek professional help because they will ask you the questions to help you reflect even more. And, and self-awareness, it isn't something that you automatically arrive at. It's really a journey, a journey in mm-hmm. a relationship with yourself. And understanding, okay, what is working well for me, what is not working well for me, and how do I how do I work on on these areas?
0: We have another question. How do you help someone who is not self aware and in full denial? Ooh, that's another that's another level here.
1: Yes, yes, that's that's uh, that's tough. That that one's a tough one because I will say. Um, going with the theme of self-awareness, if you notice that they're in total denial and they're not wanting the help, right, it's really important that you understand your why, because sometimes it could be triggering, it could be really frustrating, and we can say, we need you to do this, but they're not at that place. So it's just important to just continue to be yourself, because you don't know at what point that seed of what you said will actually grow or blossom into something. There are times that, like for me, I'll be honest with you, um, when I first became a leader, I was really uh, like, just really rigid and everything, I was a micromanager. And if at that time, if somebody told me that I was a micromanager, I would have the, the thought pattern of, no, you just don't know how to do your job well. <laughs> right? Oh,
0: I see, yeah. Yes.
1: So it really took people around me building a relationship. And then, you know, as the relationship blossomed, they kind of understood a little bit how I was. And then they were able to place these things and say, hey, what's going on? And then I was able to hear it. So don't lose heart because you don't know what seed will grow. um, But it's important that You just allow yourself not to be at a place of frustration and really driving them to do something that they don't want to because change it won't happen if it's forced
0: right so you have to be patient and hopeful
1: We live in an interesting time, right, (laughs) where
0: we go a crisis after another, where the workplace keeps uh, changing. What we want as workers, entrepreneurs, employees keep uh, changing as well. We have heard of the quiet quitting, the bare minimum Monday, so many things happening now. So I'm wondering, because we see those trends growing in the workplace where people did, did just Want to do the bare minimum, example, bare minimum Monday. (laughs) So, what are some signs that you are not maintaining a healthy balance between your mental health and your career goals? You said something that is very interesting. You said, Yes, I'm a go, 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 go. You are a go getter. Sometimes your sister says, Hey, hold on a minute, you need to pause and take care of yourself. And I'm a go-getter too. And I know as high achievers, it is very, very difficult for us to pause on what we do or to uh, lower or to go slowly or to lower our pace because we want to achieve the goal and then we want to achieve the next goal. And there is always a next goal that we want to achieve, right? So, That's a question I'm asking you, I'm asking for myself, and I know a lot of people in my community are um, high achievers too, right? What are some signs that you are not maintaining a healthy balance between your mental health and your
1: career goals? Mm, That's a a really great question, because as you mentioned, being a go-getter, being ambitious, you love what you do. So you're you're getting joy. So yeah. th- it's hard to hit that pause button. But I would say exhaustion. Um, check out how you're feeling every day. Because as much as we are go-getters and we want to achieve, how does it feel? Are you dragging yourself to do normally what you would normally do in a heartbeat? Also, what is your sleep pattern like? Are you getting enough sleep? Sometimes it's it's the simple things that we need to to be aware of. Also, the people around you that love you and support you. Have you actually spent time with them? <laughs> mm. <laughs> because if I say, "Oh, stop at this amount of minutes or this amount of hours," it, it it's not it's not feasible. But if we we think about okay, our energy level, our um, level of communication with others, and then also the why the why behind why we're taking on different tasks, because sometimes we're doing, but is it necessary? Can we delegate, right? These are small things, but they're huge. Um, It makes a huge difference in terms of your, your passion and your commitment. And then are you someone that it's hard to say no with, like in the last two or three weeks, have you actually said no to someone? Right. so these are just those soft signs that we can see and that we can use to make sure we're on the pause button you
0: know as you talk I can I'm like oh my goodness I have checked marked all the <laughs> all the signs and 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 listen a couple of years ago it was prior to the, the 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 pandemic I I burn out and um and the thing i didn't realize i was burning out and what happened when you talk about the sleep pattern look at your sleep pattern i was able to function on a four hour sleep and to me that was a win-win because i was like oh that's so cool you know i need to sleep only four hour i start working at 7 a.m and i finish working at uh, like midnight 1 a.m so that's okay you know this is enough that's what i need i don't need more and so i kind of find pride in myself on being able to function on a four-hour sleep. That was so unhealthy. And so I kept going and nobody knew. Sometimes I would go to the bathroom, I would cry, I would cry, and then I would go back to the office and no one would know, right? And and I thought, as you said at the beginning, I thought it was normal. You know, I launched a business, I was growing the business, I was working a lot. I was in my mind doing what I needed to do in order to be successful. So, having lows and, and downs and ups and downs, that was part of the job. So, I was like, okay, that's okay. Until one day, we uh, host an event at uh, one of the biggest banks here in Canada. And so, it was for International Women's Day. I remember that day. And as I was doing my speech in the middle of my speech, I started crying. I started crying and I didn't know why and I couldn't stop and I felt so embarrassed. And everyone in the room was looking at me like, w- w- what's going on? We have seen you. You were well all this time. And then I decided to open up and and, and share why I was crying. It was because I was exhausted. And you never know. That's why I do believe like speak up, you know, be vulnerable and and don't stay alone in your corner because I was so shameful of crying in full of a room of, you know, VPs and so on when actually the responses that I got was like, but why you didn't tell us? Hmm. Like, I'm so surprised. I didn't know why you didn't tell us. And I was like, because I wanted to be professional, right? And for me, in my mind, being professional is never, ever showing your weaknesses. Never. So I I was definitely on the wrong side of the spectrum. And that was a, a big learning moment for me. When, since there, you know, when I want to take a nap, when I want to relax, when I want to go out on a walk and I see it and when I feel like I don't want to overwhelm myself, I'm like, hey, listen, today I'm focusing on this, this week I don't have to do the time to do that, so I will do it next week and this week I'm focusing on this. And people, they accept that and they respect that, right? So there is a little bit also of learning to set your boundaries, but, you know, being able to identify and to acknowledge the signs because we are lying to ourselves first. Before we lie to others, before we hide it from others, we lie to ourselves first. And of course, this is not, uh,
1: this is not healthy. Thank you so much for sharing that because you know it's funny, people are like, why didn't you share that? But then do we create the space mm-hmm. for others to share that? And when it comes to sleep, as you mentioned, yeah, everyone can function as you you said, oh, four hours is good, but then it impacts your mood directly. So understanding you, being self-aware of what works for you is so important because the first thing someone, if someone's struggling with depression or anxiety or burnout, the first thing I will start to look at is their pattern. What patterns do you have? Because your habits or your patterns either set you up for success or they're part of the problem. So Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing. And I, and I could, I could so relate that, you know, sometimes we, our bodies and our minds kind of say, hey, we need to stop. And then that's when we listen.
0: Exactly. We have another question here. Uh, Sometimes people who are suffering lash out. How would you suggest we deal with someone who lashes out?
1: Mm, That is a good question. So um, first of all, um, whenever you're dealing with someone that is really angry or they're lashing out, it's important that you are not triggered by that. If you're able to deal with it in a calm way, take a moment because you, by you talking to the person or trying to combat or trying to spell sense, it's, it's, it's not going to be productive. So maybe allow that person to have some space. And then when they've calmed down, that's when maybe you say, hey, what help me understand what, what's going on for you you know, so you allow that person to share. Because sometimes when people are lashing out, there's a lot that they just need to get out. And in my, in my Make Your Team Work Blueprint program, I talk about difficult conversations and it's the, the importance of not minimizing, the importance of not just jumping in, the importance of just giving others the space because people are lashing out, but there's different reasons why people lash out. And it's through listening that you gain the solution. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if, if you notice that, okay, you know what? I am not the one, that's actually the best thing you can do. Because if you notice that I'm really triggered right now and you're just gonna need a beat, take that beat. Then to pretend and say like, I'm just gonna be in there and ask those questions. No, it's life is a continuum. That opportunity might pass, but maybe there'll be another opportunity to to talk as well.
0: Exactly, and and he says yes. I will get. I will get. Give them uh, some space. All right, and I can relate too because if I am upset or the the few times in my life I have a lashed out too, and sometimes you know, it just you are just not in a good mood. Like it really irritates me when people come ask me questions and they want to talk. I don't want to talk. You know, I want to be in my space. And so, and my family members and my loved ones, they know me very well. So when I'm upset, they know, no one will talk to me. They will do their own stuff. And maybe at the end of the day, or even a couple of days later, they will say, hey, we noticed that, you know, you were not well. What happened? Do you want to talk about it? And so it's only a few days later that I will be willing and I will be able to talk about it. But on the spot. Mm-mm. then each one of us is different, right? So I do believe it's about uh, uh, knowing, understanding. You talked about listening, but also being able to look at the, the physical signs, you know, if the person doesn't want to talk to you, yeah, that's okay. You know, taking a step back and letting, like giving the person some space is important. It's a form of also love and respect, you know, and being there, respecting that, oh, no, this is not the way... They want me to, to be there for, for them at the moment.
1: Exactly. And everything you're you're saying, I, I agree. And I would just bring it down to relationships, the relationship you have with the person, because if you don't have a relationship with that person and you're giving advice, it's misinformed advice and it's just gonna land on deaf ear. So um, work at building the relationship with the person and not about, you know, being right or being exactly where um, you think that person needs to be.
0: So, as I said at the beginning, there is uh, no health and no wealth without mental health. So, as we wrap up our conversation, can you uh, share with us one or two tips, maybe your best practice that would help us, you know, ensure that we take care of our own mental
1: health? yes for sure. So the first thing is self-care. Self-care, I know it's a general term, but what is it that you love to do outside of work? Building your portfolio outside of work, but I know recently mm-hmm. I took I started learning to dance, so that's something mm-hmm. I'm passionate about. Um and then also having someone on your team that you can share, you can vent with, you can laugh with, you can be really um honest with and then find things that challenge your brain in a new way because when we have that dynamic of people to support us things we're passionate about and then things that are a little bit challenging but fun it helps to safeguard us from the times that are really stressful because you're like oh i haven't done this in a while these are all important tips
0: yes they are. And I want to mention something here because I came across a couple of, of people on social media. It was on Instagram, actually, who who were saying, yes, but, you know, self-care uh, is much more than taking a bath. When you take a bubble bath, it's not self-care. And I'm like, uh, listen, for me, taking a bubble bath, this is my me time. And this is part of what I call self-care. This is not only it, but this is my form of self-care. So maybe here the message I would like to share also in addition to all the great tips you have uh, shared with us is to say, you do you. (laughs) At the end of the day, you do you because you will always find, and especially on social media, people who will say everything and the contrary. Right. So it's about you being able to pick and choose and you have the right to pick and choose what you feel works for you, works for you and what you feel make you feel
1: good. Yes, I like what you said. And I would definitely add have a mixed bag of things to do, because there are some things that are passive like taking a bath, right? You're not really doing anything. You're just allowing yourself to relax. And there's some things that are active, they're engaging, and it it, it triggers a different part of your brain. And, and we need that as well. So as much as the, the, the bath is important, it's also important to have a few things mm-hmm. that you can go to so you can mix it up. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly. So for the people who would like to reach out to you, learn more about mental health, how you can support them towards their mental health journey um, how can they uh, connect with you
1: yes yeah, so you can connect with me through my website www.strivementalhealth.ca or you can direct message me on linkedin or on um, twitter or instagram or facebook all at strive mental health um, strive mental health. I'm really happy to just support you. And today, actually my program, the make your team work blueprint is available for everyone. So managers out there, if you are feeling overwhelmed and you're not sure how to navigate your own mental health and your team, be sure to contact me.
0: Exactly. So Virja Davinson, a mental health specialist, And the company is called Thrive. We will put the link in the comment and uh, do not hesitate, okay? Google, do your own search and reach out to people. Asking questions doesn't involve anything. And you know, that might be the key to unlock certain situations that you have been facing. So thank you so much, Virgil, for being with us today. Thank you, everyone, for watching the live, the replay, for listening to this episode. Uh, don't forget to uh, subscribe to the podcast. We are on every single or almost every single platform, <laughs> uh, podcasting platform. So feel free to give us a follow, to rate us. If you don't know where to find us, you can just scan here, the QR code. You will have direct access to all the episodes. That's all from me today. Thank you again for watching and I will see you next week for another live episode of Stand Up From The Crowd. Thank you, Verja, and thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.